Keeping it real with Aisha, RD and Prane. Good morning. On the Mixed Breakfast. Mix FM. Yo. Good morning. Selamat pagi. Uh, recently, there's been an article here about Malaysians, especially around our B40 communities. Mm-hmm. So, 70% of Malaysians cannot save even 500 ringgit a month ever since the pandemic started. Oh, I'm not surprised because a lot of people had to dig through their savings to survive COVID-19. Yeah. I was one of them. And only, I think, beginning this year, mm. I could slowly save up again. Yeah, and I think a lot of... Um, our, some of our radio announcers here also had to go and take out some of the EPF. Yeah, I was one of them. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so times are tough and uh, we really feel for you as well. So this is what we're going to be doing this entire week. It's called Mix FM's Show Me The Money! You should do the breakfast show. You have so much energy. <laughs> okay. no, 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 It will last until night and that's it. Okay, we're here to help and we recently caught up with Ken. Now, Ken is the country manager from Stash Away. It's an intelligent wealth management platform mm-hmm. that helps and it's designed to build and protect your wealth. And this is what he had to say. A few days ago, the headline was um, exactly this, um, that 70% of Malaysians are unable to save monthly, even up to 500 ringgit. Why do you think this is? Yeah, morning, guys. Uh, Well, yeah, it seems like quite an alarming and depressing stat, right? But I honestly am not surprised. You know, Mm -hmm. the... The median salary in Malaysia is only about 5.8K. So if you say 500, that's about 10%. That's all that's left, you know. If we look at the balance of things, what's coming in and going out, in terms of money coming in, our wages are actually quite low. You know, Malaysian employers pay about 25% of uh, GDP to to as wages, whereas Singapore is something like 40%. So we're already getting less than our neighbours in the region. And then in terms of increment, you know, upside, We all look forward to bonus time and increment, of course, but we're expecting only 5%, you know, next year. So what's coming in is is already low and it's kind of like not growing as fast. And in terms of uh, money going out, on the other hand, there are much larger effects, you know, things like inflation, people recovering from COVID. Um, And also, let's not forget that uh, in that same survey, 60% of the survey respondents withdrew from EPF prematurely to, to yeah. tide themselves over, right? So it also means that we're kicking the can down the road. Um, so earlier what you were saying, Ken, was that um, the reason why Malaysians are unable to save of up to even like 500 ringgit is because that, okay, number one, we're not paid as much. Number two, our monthly expenditure is pretty high. So we're living paycheck to paycheck in that sense. So what can Malaysians do to actually start saving more? So is it about increasing earnings or is it about cutting back on your expenditure? I think the key here is not to change your lifestyle radically. We know, uh, you know, the diets don't work. So financial diets don't work as well. You can suffer and eat economy rice for months, but then eventually you'll break and, you know, it's better to have ongoing habits that you stick to. But I think saving at the beginning of the month, like pay yourself first is really important. So you're not uh, tempted. And in terms of saving as well, it's important to save better. Saving is fine, but save better as well. Whatever you put aside cannot be earning zero. Okay, put it in FD. There's this product out there called a money market fund, which basically gives you about FD returns, but it's liquid. So you can withdraw anytime and not sacrifice the returns. Uh, and now that uh, these kind of products, the rates are increasing because interest rates are also going up. It's a really good thing. And uh, cash is definitely king in this environment. 
What's more important, sorry, to save mm. or invest? Because we have our older generation that loves to save, put the money in the bank. Yes, yes. Our mm. younger generation are looking for opportunities to invest in something. Which one should we prioritize more? When you're uh, younger, it seems like your priorities are very attainable. You know, so so you don't have kids, or maybe you haven't set your eyes on a house. But I think people sober up very quickly once they have those obligations. So so it's quite normal. But I do think saving comes uh, hand in hand, right? So once you start working, it's really good to start saving and investing. If you're staying with your parents, for example, you can actually put put aside more. You know, your safety net is there. No one's going to put you on the streets. So you're you're fine, right? You actually can put aside more. Having something like a standing instruction in your bank to to put aside money automatically, so you don't have that mental burden of doing admin and at the beginning of every month is really important to put money aside in a different bank account for your savings. And also, if you have an investment platform that you trust, whether it's a digital option, whether it's a unit trust, ASB, whatever it is, just set money aside and once you're committed to it for the long term, just continue every every month. Ken. How many tips can you give us when it comes to investing? Three tips. So the first one is to start thinking or considering to invest overseas. I know we all love Malaysia. Our food here is better than Singapore. Yes, but investing overseas is really something that not a lot of Malaysians do. There's much better risk reward in other countries like US, for example. And putting your money in the index fund, for example, like S and P five hundred. This is not some exotic thing. S and P five hundred is, you know, represents the five hundred largest companies, and this index has done two hundred sixty percent over the last ten years. And the local stock market has only done twenty percent in that time period. Oh. So something as low cost and simple as just investing in the S and P five hundred, you know, Warren Buffett is a fan of this. Is something that you should, you know, Malaysians should think about. And there are a lot of easy ways to do that. Secondly, uh, invest long term. I think people have heard about this before, but patience and discipline is really difficult to to implement. I'm here to remind you, uh, long term, you know, is is much better in terms of safety over time. Because if you just look at historical data, anywhere between three, five, ten years, you you have a much higher chance of of your investment becoming po- positive rather than oh, your three months not happy. And the last thing is uh, dollar cost average. Probably some of you have heard of it. Basically, it means every month you set aside a certain amount, you can adjust if you start earning more, and that helps you spread out your entry points so you don't just so-called go all in during the market uh, peak, and then suddenly when, when the markets fall, you feel like, oh, investing is not for me, I become dejected and all that. So the first thing, invest overseas. Second thing, uh, invest long term. And the third one is to dollar cost average. Now, Ken, uh, for first time investors, it's going to be a very scary journey. There's so many terminologies you need, like 52 week low, 401k plan. Whoa. What are some of the first steps that a first time investor should do? Uh, well, I think st- uh, step one is to, to learn about uh, the markets and learn about the options out there. So tuning in to radio stations and and, and downloading podcasts and reading newspapers, uh, talking to your friends who are savvy and smart with money is a really good thing. And especially if they've done it before, they have you can they they have gone through a pitfalls. You know, gaining knowledge and experience is the first thing. So second thing is actually putting your money to work and finding out which options are good for you. When you're doing that, make sure you don't get sold. Okay, a lot of agents, a lot of ads, you know, make sure you don't get sold, get different opinions, but make sure you're not swayed by someone who's basically getting a commission, lah, right? So keep yourself at your priority so that you don't kind of worry about others' welfare when you do your, when you do that research, compare, 
the fees, you know, try and pick the options that are low fees. And then ultimately, when you start, the, th the third thing, when you start, um, start with money you can afford to lose, maybe a couple thousand here and there. Because if you're not invested, you're not an investor. I mean, I know that sounds obvious, but when you have skin in the game, you really care. Bila tak ada duit semua, you're like, okay, whatever, go up and down. It's all theoretical, you know, makes you interesting at a cocktail party. But, that's yeah. but when, you when you really have money there, you're like, eh, what's happening? I know you can control your, you can observe your emotions and at the same time say, hey, is this thing that I've invested really still, still, uh, do I still have faith in it? Do more research. And then it's like following your favorite Korean drama. Lah. You know, once you're invested in it, in the characters, you keep going on ups and downs. But you finish the series, you know, that's the that's the thing. Long term is important. You know, time is very important and compound interest is your friend. So keep going, lah, right? Nice. Thank you so much, Wong Waiken, Country Manager of Stash Away Malaysia, giving us brilliant tips. So make sure you tune in all this week because the campaign is Show Me The Money. Yeah, let's help out as many Malaysians as we can to help save and, you know, at least have something there in your bank account. Yep. Uh, you can go and check out the podcast and also on our socials, Mix.my, for the full Aisha, Ardy and Crane on The Mixed Breakfast. Keep it right here with today's best music.